Hey friends, this is Fun Therapy, and I'm Mike Foster. And together on this podcast, we dive into the messy, not-so-perfect parts of our stories. And we do it with a smile. We're going to talk about the things that sit below the surface. The feelings, the fears, the dreams, the desires. Because it is in the unseen and often unshared parts of our stories that are just so valuable and so important. So I want to invite you to slow down and take a breath and to connect with your heart and to find the things right now that, that need more love in your life. You see, you have nothing to hide, only things waiting to be healed. And if you wrap every wound and every misstep, every setback and every hurt, if you wrap it all up in love, and put a bow of forgiveness on top, you get the greatest gift of all. It is the gift of being you. My name is Mike Foster, and this is Fun Therapy. Well, friends, I'm so glad you're here. We have a great episode for you. This is kind of a precursor to the launch of season three of Fun Therapy. We're doing a special Christmas episode, and I'm really excited about what we're going to be talking about. And really, I want to give you some tips and tools to survive the holidays, because the holidays are hard. They're difficult. They're complicated. And there's a lot of reasons why they're difficult and complicated, but I want to give you a a plan, uh, kind of a strategy that you can use for your family and for your own self-care and a plan for how to communicate at the table or in, as you're sitting around playing games or watching movies or whatever you do during the holidays, I want to want to get you ready and equipped to have a really great, great, successful time uh, this Christmas season. I'm also excited that uh, my friend Ryan O'Neill from Sleeping at Last, uh, you know Ryan, he's been on the podcast a few times now. He's actually on every single podcast because he writes and creates all the music for the podcast, and he's going to debut his new Christmas song, When We're Together. And it's so wonderful. It has this song has a uh, little special thing about it that I don't want to. I don't want to give a the surprise away. But Ryan's going to be sharing with us about the song and kind of how he chooses Christmas songs. He's been doing this for several years now. He's got this beautiful Christmas album that keeps adding new songs to every year. So we're going to talk to Ryan also. Okay, so before we dive in. There's two things I want to call to your attention before we get started. Number one, I just want to say thanks for continuing to share about Fun Therapy. This is a family. This is a community. You are an important member of this tribe of imperfect people. And the thing that I hear the most about how people found this podcast is this phrase. They always say this, a friend told me about fun therapy. So I want to encourage you to just keep doing that. Uh, Keep sharing with your friends. One of the best ways to do that is if you're listening right now, uh, not driving, but if you're just listening, can you screen capture your uh, iPhone or your, your device or whatever you're listening on and just share it on social media and then just tag me, Mike Foster 2000, if you're on Instagram or through your Instagram stories, and I'll hit you back. I always like to say thanks to those who are sharing and helping get the word out, but that that really helps. So just take a screen grab of your uh, your phone or your player, and by the way, we're on Spotify now, so maybe you're listening on Spotify. Uh, yay. Go ahead and screen grab that and share it. So thanks in advance for doing that. The second thing I want to tell you about before we get started 
is uh, my workshop, Rescue Academy, rescueacademy.com. And I've got a workshop coming up in February, February 7th and 8th here in San Diego. And if you register before December 15th, which is coming up fast, depending on when you're listening to this, probably got a couple more days uh, to act on this. Here's the deal. Uh, it's like a Christmas special that we're having, and you can either get $500 off your single registration, or you can bring a friend for free. That's pretty cool, right? And uh, we don't usually do those kinds of deals. Uh, it is just because we're trying to get the year start off great, and uh, it's coming up fast in February, and it's just our little holiday special. So if you ever thought about coming, now's the time to do it. And we talk about identity and mental health and self-care and how to stop codependent behavior. It's perfect for anyone wanting health in their family or with their friends or their professional or business relationships. It's really about how to be human and how to do relationships well. But the best part, here's the best part about the workshop, is dinner the first night at my house. Uh, after class, we take a little break. You can go down to the ocean and look at the water and take in all the beauty of Southern California and then come over to my house and you'll get to meet my wife and we'll all sit by the fire and just share life and eat pasta and salad and then cake for dessert and coffee. And my hope is simply this, that when you come to Rescue Academy, that you'll leave filled up and encouraged and full of confidence to live the life that you're being invited into right now. So if you want to come, remember the early, early registration bonus. It's it's great. It's $500 off right now, but only a couple days left for that deal. Uh, or you can bring a friend for free and you get all the details at rescueacademy.com. That's rescueacademy.com. Well, they say it's the most wonderful time of the year. And for some, that is absolutely true, isn't it? This is the best time of the year. And I do think there's so many people out there listening right now who just love Christmas. And I love that you love Christmas. Uh, but I also think there's some people who maybe would fall in the category of like they love Christmas, but Christmas is very complicated. And so it's kind of a hybrid approach to Christmas where there's lots of good things and positive things, but there's also some downside. And I think there's a group of people who are listening right now, and maybe you're one of those who are Christmas is just really hard and difficult. And there's some real complicated dynamics that come into play during the Christmas season. And maybe you're, you're there too. Like you go, man, I love I love the fun. I love the lights. I love the cookies. I love C's candy. And I love all of the, the, the things around Christmas, but there's some really, really hard stuff about this. And I think, uh, there's a few, few reasons why this happens. Number one, Christmas brings up our childhood. It, it just does. We, even though you're an adult now, you think about your childhood and you think you, you maybe have some ornaments from your childhood. You see pictures, you hear songs that, that trigger your childhood. You, you know, it's just, it just kind of ru comes rushing back where we, we hop into this time machine and it takes us back to those places. And for some of us, Christmas was a tough time. I mean, there's financial stress in your family and, and there's this scarcity approach and, Maybe there's a lot of disappointment or maybe you felt overlooked in your family. And as a kid growing up, you were just sort of a nuisance or something that, that just, you felt like you didn't belong. I think for some of us, again, thinking about this family of origin and childhood stuff, a lot of us have experienced trauma around the Christmas time, maybe mom and dad were fighting and maybe there was alcohol or abuse involved. And this takes us back to those memories. And so our heart is open and we feel vulnerable. And these, these memories come are, are part of the season too. And so just kind of honoring that right now. And, and maybe you, you as a child, it was kind of a tough, 
tough thing and you have some some difficult Christmas memories from your childhood. Let's let's bring that into the picture, right? Let's let's say that's a part of this season too and how do we approach that? I think too for some of you you may feel a lot of loneliness right now. That's a reality of this time. Maybe you don't have that special one to share it with. Maybe you're single or divorced or you haven't found that right one or maybe you're in a marriage right now that's struggling and you just feel lonely in in your relationship. Or maybe you didn't get invited to the party. You know there's there's these these parties and and fun and celebration going on around and maybe you were left off the list this year that can create a lot of pain and really ping our heart and make us feel lonely. You know, there's certainly, you know, we get in social settings. Maybe it's work parties or Christmas parties or family parties or whatever kind of party that you're in and you're around people and you're you're with people, but but you're not really being seen and you're not really being heard. And I think one of the worst forms of loneliness is when you are around groups of people that make you feel alone. And that is, again, heightened during the season. I think, too, uh, expectations of what Christmas is supposed to be, it's, it's raised to a, a very high level. You know, we see the commercials, uh, we see the movies, the idealism of Christmas, love, charity, goodness. Hey, isn't, isn't everyone supposed to get a Lexus? on Christmas morning and we come out of our million dollar house and in the driveway is a brand new Lexus with a big red bow on top. Like we have this picture of what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to mean, you know, the gifts, the, the lifestyle. And also we are not experiencing that and, and it can be very disappointing. Or maybe you get it, you struggle with this, you struggle with the comparison. You start comparing what other people are doing or experiencing you talk to your friend like yeah we're going to the veil to go skiing for the week it's like wow great i'm i'm working my full-time job during that week and, and maybe you see gifts that are given or you're seeing them spend money and you don't have any money and so this comparison thing can really carve out uh a, our joy our happiness you know it's that whole thing of comparison is the thief of joy and so our expectations in this cycle of comparison uh, is is easy to fall into uh, during the Christmas time. And then kind of one that maybe you haven't thought about, but but I think is really important is the weather. Yes, the weather. That is going to uh, impact your mental state. It is going to impact uh, your feelings. Uh, we are less active during this season. So there's a physiological part of this. Uh, it is colder. Even here in San Diego, we had a couple days of rain last week. It is it is colder. I mean, it's not Minneapolis cold. It's not you know 15 degrees yet here in, in San Diego. But for us, it's cold. It's a little grayer. And our bodies react to that. And it can, and some depression can set in. And we just, we don't feel as good about ourselves. Maybe... Uh, you know, I think a lot of times I know this is true for me during, uh, during the, the winter, it's hard to actually exercise. It's hard to stay in shape. It's hard to, um, you know, be active. And so my body starts feeling worse. I start eating like a, like I'm a bear about to go into hibernation <laughs> and, and these, you know, again, the physiological aspect of, the winter in December and there's lots of cookies and chocolate and not a lot of exercise. And all of a sudden I'm beginning to not feel so great about my body. These are real issues, uh, childhood issues, family of origin, loneliness, expectations, comparison, the weather, the physiological part of this. So I want to encourage you to have a strategy. Like how are we going to approach this? And I want to give you a Christmas survival plan for your heart. And there's three different strategies that I want you to consider to survive this holiday season. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about our family strategy, a self-care strategy, and a communication strategy.
So the first strategy I want to I want to build and want you to think about is a strategy for your family because the reality is family dynamics are complicated. And at Christmas time, we there's an expectation to be with family, to eat with family, to have conversations with family. And let's can we be honest with this? Like sometimes there's people in our family that we just don't get along with or that we just don't like. I always kind of think of family as a, like a cologne. And let me give you an example. I was, uh, I was actually in Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago and I, I get an Uber uh, ride to the airport. It's about 25 minute ride to the airport. And I get into the Uber car, throw my my backpack and my suitcase in the back of the trunk and I, and I get into this car and I am telling you the entire car smells like Ralph Lauren's polo. Okay. And it is strong, strong, strong. So this Uber driver, God bless him. He just put on a lot of cologne in the morning and I'm maybe, you know, he's like, it's for the ladies. I don't know what his strategy was, but here's the deal with cologne. And perfume, you're supposed to spritz it, like a little spritz, light, um, a little bit. But if you put too much on, man, you got a problem, right? And this guy, he had he had maybe taken a shower in Ralph Lauren Polo, and he poured it on. Family is kind of the same way. I think family, we need spritzes of family. Not, we don't need family poured on, and. So you got to think about like, hey, too much of anything will, will ruin everything, right? It's just the reality of it. And so when you're spending time with your family, you got you to gotta think strategically about the amount of time and how many conversations and how much of your family are you willing and wanting to engage this year. And it's okay to say no. It's absolutely okay to come late to an event. It's okay to leave early. Those are all appropriate adult things when it comes to our family. I think too, uh, family, it taps into relationships sometimes that are gone. We've lost loved ones. And I think that that can be uh, create a lot of sadness in our heart of, of missing people too. Like maybe your family isn't, maybe you're not, maybe uh, it's your problem isn't you have too much family. Maybe you don't have enough family. Uh, I think too, with our, our family, sometimes we just need to lower our expectations with it. Uh, I always think that life, if we have these really high expectations, the problem with high expectations, and especially our expectations for our family of how they should act, what they should be like, um, you know, what their beliefs should be, how they should treat us. Oh, we have very high expectations. And what happens is expectations are like a mountain and you're, you're climbing up this mountain, you're climbing up this Christmas family mountain. And the problem is this is a very high mountain and you start running out of oxygen because the mountain is just too high. And so maybe, um, you know, we need to think about that. And, and so maybe the first family survival guide part for you is lower your expectations. Um, Go into this family Christmas party, the Christmas dinner, the Christmas morning, whatever it's just like as an adult, you can go, I don't have to get anything out of this. I don't have to, it doesn't have to be amazing. I don't have to expect uh, Uncle John to be on his best behavior. <laughs> you know, it's like just lower your expectations um, and that's going to help you actually enjoy it more. Uh, I also say another tip that I want to give you is avoid slipping into, uh, family roles and, and just show up as a whole healthy adult. A lot of times what happens to us is, you know, we're, we, we get thrust into a, our, our family of origin setup and hierarchy. And all of a sudden, instead of being a mature adult, we are that little kid again with our parents or with our brother or with our sister. And I want to encourage you, like, avoid um, being, you know, falling into that script and that role playing that often people fall into when they get around their family. And you can just show up as you. And is wouldn't that be fun? Just be a whole healthy adult. Just be you. 
don't don't feel like you have to be your parents' child or your your uh, you know it it doesn't have to be like um, you, know, you don't have to go back to all those dynamics that that existed when growing up and living in the same house that you are coming now into this place as as a healthy person, a whole person. Uh, I also want to give you another tip: is the permission to create boundaries. Boundaries and rules, and here's the deal: you are ridiculously in charge of your own life. You can you can come when you want to. You can leave when you want to. You can participate in what you want to participate in, and you can bail on what you want to bail on. And, and you have the right to do that. And yes, some people won't like it. Yes, some people will whisper things under their breath, but you are an adult. You're ridiculously in charge of your own life. And so create some boundaries. You got to figure out, you know, uh, for me, I do create some boundaries, uh, for my family dynamics and I go into it and I just go, Hey, listen, I'm not going to be, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to manage myself and manage my heart and manage my emotions because that's my responsibility. I'm going to do that and be responsible for that. So for example, I I need breaks. I'm an introvert and I just need breaks. So when we spend kind of all day with family, I will bring my iPad and uh, go into the room, go into another room by myself and watch Hulu for 30 minutes. I just, it's just a breather. Or maybe I'll go run an errand in the car or I'll go for a walk, but I am, I'm responsible for that. I'm creating that boundary for me. And you need to do that too. You need to figure out what, what that looks like. Um, you know, I do those things because I want to, I want to show up the best way that I can in the moments that I'm there. And I can't expect somebody else to, uh, tell me to take a break or to go for a walk or to honor my introvert. It's like, that's on me and that's on you too. Here's another basic one, but here's a, here's like probably my best tip for surviving family stuff, avoid alcohol. <laughs> I know what a bummer, huh? Like somebody like avoid alcohol. This is my time. This is, I love drinking. I love wine. I love champagne. Like I get it. it, it there's a lot of it around and uh, easy access at the holiday times. But I think when you go into finance family uh, settings, you want to be clear in your thinking, you want to be sober-minded. Uh, you want to be fully present. You want to be able, uh, and I think alcohol has this uh, incredible ability to bring out the worst in us. <laughs> and you know it's true. I know it's true. And it, it, it gets us to say things we wish we didn't say and to act in ways that we didn't wish we'd act and can certainly lead to unfortunate things with our family. So just a basic one avoid alcohol. So lower expectations. Don't run out of oxygen as you climb the Christmas mountain. Avoid slipping into those family roles. Just show up as who you are, the healthy adult that you are. Uh, You have the permission to create boundaries. Uh, Remember that you're in charge of your life and responsible for your own state of mind and avoid the alcohol. So I was talking to a good friend of mine and she was telling me about how she was getting ready and prepared to finally tell her sister-in-law what she really thinks. And she was going to do it when the family got together and 
she's kind of been holding it in for a couple of years now, but this is, she's like, I've had it. I'm not going to take it anymore. And, and she was just going to go guns blazing into Christmas celebration. And if she said something cross, you know, if her sister-in-law said something cross to her, she was going to, you know, not take it anymore. And I like, I was, I was, Surprised because I this person's a very um, kind and peaceful, and um, she's a she's a really wonderful person. And and but she was very a uh, lot of energy around her sister in law and communication and how we talk to each other and conflict is a big part of why Christmases kind of can go south really fast. And so I want to invite you to uh, think about reactive, being reactive versus reflective. And reactive is when, you know, somebody is going to say something to us. They're going to, they're going to look at us a particular way. They're going to say some passive aggressive statement to us and we're going to react and we're going to jump into this person and become this person we don't want to be and say things we don't want to say and get angry and versus a reflective person we're going to we're going to manage our emotions we're going to have emotional fitness around our emotions and be a little bit more reflective and not not respond right away I love what you know Victor Frankl uh, one said, he said, between the stimulus and response, there, there is a space. And in that space is the power to choose a response. And in our response lies our growth and freedom. And so trying your best. And again, this is why self-care is important. This is why being, uh, having a plan is important is I want you to choose your response I want you to, to to not just react, but to reflect, to to maximize that space between the stimulus and response. And you know, when people say mean things to you or um, belittling things to you, or you know, talk about politics and you just totally disagree with with their point of view, it's okay to say nothing. Do you know that it's okay not to? have an opinion expressed in that moment. And here's the thing, politics, I realize we're living in a very uh, divided nation right now, just around our politics. But you got to remember this. Anytime you start talking about politics, whatever you say to that person will not change their opinion. There's not, I have never been in a conversation around politics or, you know, strong religious beliefs or whatever it might be where people go, you know what? You're right. I now I now think differently about that that situation. I, it just it's just not going to happen. So you actually have the choice to not communicate anything to them. Now I want to give you a, a little tool and a little way. Like if you do need to say something and you need to have some communication with with a person who's really irritating you right now or had just said something disrespectful and you you're not interested in holding your tongue, great. Um, by the way, you don't have to hold your tongue, but I want to give you three ways to communicate. And it's actually a, a book that I was reading uh, called Honest, Direct, and Respectful. And it's sort of the three ways that we should communicate with each other. And if we are going to say something and we're going to engage people uh, and we're not wanting to just kind of bury it or overlook it, honest direct and respectful are the three values that we want to bring to our family communications. So honest, like just be honest with your feelings, be honest, say things that are true. Okay. You don't have to hype it up. You don't have to get all emotional. You don't have to, um, try to say something to cut them down. You just be honest with your truth. Okay. Be direct. You don't have to be, you don't have to over explain yourself. You don't have to go on this long narrative or give a 15 minute speech. Just be direct. It's, you know, share something honest, share it directly. Do not, um, you know, you don't have to 
go into all the layers and the nuances of it, just but just be direct. And this final one, the res- respectful, the third category, just be respectful. I know that's sometimes hard. I know it's hard when we've been disrespected or when somebody has said something mean to us. We want to lash out. We want to hurt them because they've hurt us. But being respectful, I, I promise you, if you practice these three things, you'll have such better conversations. You will have the opportunity to say your beliefs, say your values, say what matters to you, say what you think, but do it in a way that actually is going to create a positive outcome. Okay. Honest, direct, and respectful. Try it this Christmas. Let this be the gift that you give to everyone you have a conversation with. So I hope you have found those tips and strategies helpful. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas. But before we close this episode, I called up and, well, actually I didn't call him up. I texted him. I texted Ryan and said, hey, Ryan, you have an amazing gift that you bring to everybody at Christmas time called a new Christmas song. Every year, I don't know how many years he's been doing it now, but he's got uh, a lot of Christmas songs. And on his Christmas record this year, the the newest song to the edition is a song called When We're Together. And, and Ryan's doing this really cool thing that I want to tell you about. On Noise Trade, if you can go download, download this song for free, it's a great Christmas song, or you can listen to Spotify or iTunes or wherever you get your music. But if you go to Noise Trade, you can actually download the song but when you download the song you can make a donation to uh, love does bob goff's love does and they're doing amazing work and so all the proceeds from this song go to love does and and ryan has set that up and uh, so just go to noise trade type in the song when we're together or sleeping at last it will come up and you have an opportunity to support a really great organization. But I wanted to talk to Ryan about the song. I wanted to talk about how he selects songs and about his Christmas memories. And then also uh, something that's very special about this song that I'm going to let you listen in on our conversation right now and find out exactly what that is. So Ryan, tell me about, um, you know, I, I am just obviously a huge fan and of all your music but i always look forward to this time of year because you release uh, a beautiful christmas song every is it december november like when do you typically yeah like like end of november early december is kind of the kind of where it lands usually but it's uh it's like a little early christmas gift for for all of your fans and uh thank you um this year uh, is no exception like the gift the gift felt supersized it felt like um the stocking was filled with with goodies plus we had like three (laughs) or four sleeping at last gifts under the tree because this i love this song uh that you did this year uh when we're together and so tell me first i guess the first thing i want to know is like how do you how do you choose which christmas song because there's so many wonderful songs how do you choose well, first of all, thank you so much. Um, I choose it based on, like, I'll actually kind of, um, I'll keep track of, uh, like, the Christmas before the one that I'm going to uh, write a song or um, cover a song for. Uh, I will, I have, like, I keep a running a running note in my in my phone of, like, if I was in a store or something and heard heard a, a Christmas song that sort of resonated the year before, I'll, I'll mark it, and when, when it comes time to pick, I'll... I'll, I'll I'll usually end up grabbing one of those songs and, and trying that out. But for this year, I chose a song um, that's a little bit unusual, and it was heavily inspired by my, my two little girls, Lily and Iris, who are four years old and two years old. Um, they are both massive, massive Frozen fans. So if uh, if you've not seen Disney's Frozen, um, I want you to know that I've seen it 4,000 times now. <laughs> <laughs> um 
But Frozen came out with this. Uh, I think it was before the movie Coco. They had this little this little short film, this holiday short film, and in there, um, there's this really really beautiful song called "When We're Together." And so I thought it'd be really fun to kind of honor their their love for Frozen and all things Disney, and my my love for Disney uh, by by covering that one. So that was kind of a that was like more for our family than um, even uh, what fits necessarily into the collection. Well, what I I love I love that your girls got to influence the series <laughs> song in such a a big way. But not only did they influence the song, you actually they they actually sing on the song, right? They do, yeah. I, I was able to convince both both the girls to to sing, and it was really really fun because they both put on their the, my my giant you know studio headphones, and they're both down here kind of singing their own song, but they're both trying to sing along to <laughs> to oh. to when we're together, and it was it was so sweet. It was one of my one of my favorite musical memories. And then I was able to convince my wife Kate to uh, to sing as well. So she sang a little a couple of the a couple of Anna's harmonies. <laughs> so I was is- I was of course Elsa in this song. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Von Trapp family from uh, the Sound yes. of Music here. You guys, <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's exactly. wonderful. This is the new direction of all of my music going forward. <laughs> yeah. So, I just out of curiosity, what was it like to uh, uh, direct and pro- or produce a song and actually have to uh, give direction to your your girls and your wife like was there some interesting dynamics there or was it there was are it always easy? interesting dynamics yeah because I usually even though I'm working in the house and making music all the time usually it is a pretty separate universe from from their their world and mine um, but I will say that um, the girls listening to me play this Frozen song gave me so much more credibility because they, they hear Sleeping At Last songs all the time and they're fully fully unimpressed <laughs> with, <laughs> with what I'm doing but as soon as I started singing some, some Frozen songs they were they were pretty pumped so i might i might have almost been cool for for like a a a 20 minute period (laughs) but it was really fun they were they were all pretty great sports about it and um so i had to do i i had to do maybe like five or six different like sit downs with both of my girls to try to get them to to sing the same thing at the same time (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because they're uh, especially my two-year-old iris she had she had other inspiration coming into it so she was she was mixing up like frozen and and a couple mickey mouse clubhouse songs and daniel tiger so you know i wanted to wanted to make sure that we were keeping on brand (laughs) to to disney's frozen as i recorded but yeah it was really fun it was fun to try to get them and then lily my my four-year-old she she is She's very musical and very artistic, so she was taking it very, very, very sweetly and serious. <laughs> it, was, it was, it was pretty great. She was, she had a lot of care put into singing along. So, that's great. I, I'll tell you when, um, when they come in and they start singing, it is uh, there's something that just shifts in the song uh, from an emotional level. Like just as a dad listening to it, oh, and, and just that's so cool. It really, it really hit. Uh, you know, listen, I'm a feeler. I feel things deeply. And so it's not, you know, it's like big surprise, right? All of a sudden I'm I like welling up with emotion as I hear, uh, hear your, your girls uh, and your family sing along. It, it's so special and such a beautiful, you. um, moment in, in the song. What, what's, you. Uh, so you know, I always like to ask artists in terms of lyrics and, and the meaning of songs. What, what is it about this song? Obviously the family influence for sure yeah what is it about this particular song that that you you resonate with so I just really love that melody. Um, I think it's such a uh, actually all the all the frozen music is pretty is pretty special. Obviously, something about it has you know just it makes people crazy in the best way. Um, my girls included, like literally from the the moment that um, that Lily, when she was I don't know how old, probably two, uh, heard those songs for the first time, she just was she just had this deep 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 connection. So as a result of that, and seeing everybody just just fall completely in love with with those frozen songs um uh, i think it makes me pay closer attention to every every one of those songs and when we watch this little holiday short i just i think it's my favorite melody of all of the 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 frozen songs so um it became um yeah i just thought it was really special i love the message of the family um togetherness and uh it was it's one that we uh, will definitely be be a part of like our our family tradition so speaking of family, uh, you were, we're talking about that on this, this episode of fun therapy. And, uh, 
family dynamics are are complicated, aren't they? And they are when you so get together. It, it it's not always like a beautiful <laughs> sleeping at last song. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Some, there are there are a lot of other songs <laughs> that, that could be inspired by family dynamics. Um, yeah, it is it, it is an interesting thing because I mean it, the holidays have the potential to be th- the most beautiful and and um, meaningful time of the year as far as um, getting to actually spend quality time with the people that we love the most in our lives, and then it also that for that exact same reason can be the most heartbreaking and hurtful and traumatic. And um, so uh, I'm fortunate enough that the, the I definitely have my, my family complications um, are, are always there, but we, I think that our, as we build new traditions in our life, we, we, I think that we've, we're in a great place right now, which feels really beautiful. That's awesome. I, I'm curious because one of the things that uh, I talked about earlier was just the idea of the mel- the melancholy of Christmas. And I think it's interesting, and I'll just speak for myself, when, when I hear songs, like songs from my childhood or songs uh, that I grew up with, Christmas songs, there, yeah. there's sort of a, an interesting sadness that, that is sort of peaked in me when I, in a, a very deep connection to, to music. Do you find that to happen in, in your world or just how music just has this ability to bring us back to these, these moments? Oh, I really past? do. And it's, it's, it's uh, probably the similar to what I just said, where it's, it, it's both things. It, it, one, you know, one aspect can bring you back to this really, really difficult and, and, and dark place. And then on the on the flip side, music can can bring you back to like some of the the sweetest memories. Like I, uh, the the Coldplay album Parachutes um, was when that came out the same year that my wife Kate and I met. And so I I cannot separate those songs from from like the exact feelings that I was having like going on our first date and things like that. So yes. um, there's a, a beautiful end of that. And then for for me for the holidays um my parents we always had the carpenters and uh nat king cole and um a a few other christmas records that would always be a part of it and i do feel like christmas music has it is the most um transportive of any music that at least Mm -hmm. in my life it always like and for me that's thankfully a really um magical feeling like i i I love the holiday season even though it's often very very stressful with (laughs) busyness and uh all the all the unimportant things and like you mentioned family complications are are um definitely definitely a, a part of it too but um i still feel like the magic is part of christmas music which is which is kind of why I, I i really enjoy the tradition of of covering a christmas song each year it sort of allows me to um get to get to merge my my love of christmas music into into writing or into making music well it is a it is a gift that you have and uh it's such a special treat for all of us to have this this a new sleeping at last song, uh, Christmas song popping up every year, and Thank you. Uh, this one, this one is just. And by the way, just just in terms of um, how many songs have you recorded so far now for this particular Christmas album? Because the so, album keeps getting bigger every year. Yeah, I mean, it is. It is kind songs? of a tricky tricky thing because technically. So I, I, last year I decided that that was kind of the end of volume one, and I think that was maybe eighteen or nineteen songs. And mm-hmm. so technically, with this uh, when we're together song, uh, it, it begins my my. Christmas Collection Volume Two, so um, I think it's my my nineteenth or twentieth song total. Um, but I did write. I don't know if I mentioned before, but um, I wrote my my first original Christmas song called Snow, um, which actually speaks to a lot. Of, like I, 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 as I was listening to different Christmas music, I kept feeling like some of it may transport you to some of that family complication or that that time of the year that you you feel some of those those heartbreaks but none of the songs really address it none of them talk mm. about it directly so i wrote a, a song called snow which um was sort of me processing uh, out loud you know the kind of the the heartbreak of you know, we, we, we get to share some of the most beautiful parts of the year together in this time. But at the same time, we also, um, the pain and the, 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 the bruises are 
are also very present in that time as well. So I, I try to write that song and, and figure out how I feel about it through through my little song Snow, which is, of course, um, it's, it's not a super uplifting song. I ended up um, writing my first Christmas song and it being super sad. <laughs> but, well, um, but I feel like it's, that it's feels real, processing. right? Yeah, it, feels, it does feel real. It feels very honest. <laughs> so Snow, so but really, if you're listening to the podcast right now, you actually have have several uh next steps number one you got to go listen to when we're together you got to listen to snow <laughs> and then the third action item is really just go listen to the 18 plus songs that are uh sleeping at last christmas and i i have told so many friends and have forwarded that uh that album and that link to uh apple music and spotify and uh iTunes and all that like guys go Thank get you. this because it's so wonderful it'll put you in the oh. Christmas spirit and not only that it, it, it's um as as you do so remarkably well Ryan you just you just make it feel so authentic and real and uh like you're singing you're singing these words and these melodies just just for me and uh Thank I, you. I really Seriously. feel like uh it's you're, you're just a gift and as we think much. about Christmas, as we think about just the, the blessings and the things that, that the fosters are grateful for, you, my friend, and Kate and your family are just at the top of the list. So, um, Likewise. I'm, thank you so much. Seriously, I mean that. Well, I'm excited also that as we close up our uh, Christmas episode, we're going to listen to uh, the song When We're Together with Iris, Lily, Kate, and Ryan. Sure, it's nice to open a gift that's tied up with a perfect bow. But the greatest present of all was given to me long ago. It's something I would never trade. It's the family that we made. Cause when we're together, I have everything on my list and when we're together I have all I wish all around the Christmas tree will be dreams coming true but when we're together my favorite gift is you All right, friends, 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas, a wonderful Hanukkah, uh, a wonderful New Year's. I am so glad that uh, you're here. I hope the things that we talk about on this podcast are helpful to you and improve your life and improve your relationships. I want you to know you're loved. You are my gift. The fact that you are here, that we get to have these conversations it, it is such, it, you are the gift sitting under Mike Foster's Christmas tree this year. So I love you and thank you. And I'm so glad we're friends. And we do have a new season coming up. Can you believe it? Season three coming this January. I think the hardest thing that I'm having to figure out right now is what episode we're going to start with because all of them, all the conversations are incredible. I think you will be deeply moved and energized and encouraged by what you hear uh, in these upcoming episodes. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, uh, leave a review or a rating. Make sure to tell your friends. Again, we're on Spotify too. Uh, we got some great shows coming up. I want to say thanks to Ryan from Sleeping at Last for not only creating all the music for this uh, podcast, but for sharing his new song make sure to uh get it at noisetrade.com and you can make a donation to love does all the money goes to all everything that's purchased through noise trade goes straight to love does it's a wonderful uh, mission and organization and um make sure to follow me on instagram at mike foster 2000 mike foster 2000 you can also hop on over to my website at mikefoster.tv for more information about fun therapy and uh, things that are coming up and stuff that is specifically created for you. Also, don't forget about the workshop Rescue Academy. It is coming up soon and I don't want you to miss out on this really killer deal that we have going right now and I'd love to spend two days with you. So rescueacademy.com rescueacademy.com. Thanks again for listening. Keep the emails and the tweets and the reviews coming and remember no matter what has happened in your story that your setbacks can become your superpowers and honesty is always the best policy. Merry Christmas everybody. Happy New Year. We'll see you next time on the Fun Therapy Podcast. Thank you.